0: Hey, they they say home is where the heart is. Uh, it's also where the rest of you is. Not to mention your your family and just about everything you own as well. It's a lot more than just a roof over your head to keep the rain out at night, and you have to protect it. Listen, the threat of cyber thief of cyber thief stealing your credit card that is a risk, but it's nowhere near your biggest risk. You could take the uh, you could take over. You're a thief could take over the ownership of your home. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. Cyber criminals hack into vulnerable government banking or mortgage company servers where copies of your home's title is stored, forges your signature stating you sold your home to him, and then he quickly borrows money on your home and leaves you in debt. You don't even know about it until the collection notices show up. Go to Home Title Lock, register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it. Use the promo code radio for 30 free days of protection. Again, that's HometitleLock.com, promo code radio, HometitleLock.com. 15 seconds.
1: And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to start with President Obama over the weekend as he talks about rebuilding society. Hmm. So not rebuilding just the financial sector, rebuilding society. Listen to what he says.
2: These are serious times, and we need serious people. Yeah, we do. We have too much to get done to be going backwards. Here we are, trying to recover from a global pandemic that has killed more than 700,000 Americans, put millions in harm's way. We don't have time to waste on phony culture wars or fake outrage that the right-wing media are peddling just to juice up your ratings. We should be building on the progress we've made, not tearing it down. Instead of asking middle-class families to bear even more of a burden, we should be asking those who've been fortunate enough in this economy to be doing better than ever to pay their fair share of taxes. Instead of spreading misinformation or disinformation about the last election, we should be trying to strengthen our democracy, encouraging people to vote. We are at a turning point right now, both here in America and around the world. There's a mood out there. We see it. There's a politics of meanness and division and conflict of tribalism and and cynicism. Mm. And, And, you know, we could go down that path, but I tell you, that is the path to ruin. The good news is there's another path, one where we pull together, one where we solve big problems together. One where we rebuild our society in a way that gives more and more people a better life. That's the choice we face. A choice that I believe will define not just the next few years but the next few decades.
1: He is right on the choice that we face. He is wrong as usual on everything else. We're gonna Lay out the choice for middle-class families in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, uh, as you will find out in hour three today, in a a really don't miss hour, um, you're going to find out that they made yet another statement on Friday afternoon. The White House released new plans uh, on gender equity. And this all goes to yet another building block for ESGs. I can't wait until next Friday. That's two Fridays in a row. It is here. So what are you doing about your financial state? Well, may I suggest that you lock in your mortgage rate. If it is an adjustable, please change that now. If it is is something that you have... Um, and you've got 4 or even 3% interest, please change it now. If you have equity in your home and you can pay off your high-interest de- uh, credit cards, do it now. Save hundreds of dollars a month. Please call American Financing at 800-906-2440. American Financing, 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS, one access www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, so I I want to talk to you about that choice. First of all, remember, if you believe Barack Obama, uh, I am just doing all these things to hype my ratings. I'm telling you there is nothing that I would like to do less than this, to tell you the truth and to tell you what is coming your way. It is really important that you change your, um, your status uh, as somebody who is casually watching the news to somebody who is really paying attention and preparing for what is coming. Today is a really important show that if you have the time, listen to all of it today. Uh, there is so much information. I could go for seven hours today. I've left so much off the table. I want to start With how the middle class is being helped by Joe Biden. The World Bank sees, quote, significant inflation risk from high energy prices. Energy prices are expected to inch up next year after surging more than 80% this year. They're expecting it to go higher, fueling significant near term risks to global inflation. So it has gone up 80 percent. Why? Well, they say that it is a breakdown of the uh, system of importing all of the oil. So any country that is importing oil is facing 80 percent increase in the price of oil and more next year. Well, let me just say we weren't importing any oil We were exporting as of December of this last year. In January, Joe Biden stopped all of that. So now we are importing oil. So the middle class family, if you are struggling just to count your pennies at the gas station, there is only one place to put that blame. And that is on Joe Biden and his administration his administration wants to get us off of fossil fuels so they are stopping all production of fossil fuels here in America and making us energy dependent in the Middle East so you have inflation but don't worry they say that it's not going to be horrible I mean after all the giant corporations didn't blink on Friday Uh, Jerome Powell, who runs the Fed, uh, speaking at a Bank for International Settlements conference, he said the supply chain bottlenecks have caused the recent wave of inflation are likely to last last well into the next year. He said he could raise interest rates two times next year in an effort to tame pricing pressures. Even with that said, the Dow, the stock market, Hit an all time high on Friday with them saying the breakdown of of the uh, supply chain and the problem with inflation and we're going to raise interest rates twice next year. Somehow or another, the giant corporations just did really well. This is where you come in. You must pay attention. Do not believe there is no sanity anymore in the market. It is not connected to reality at all. By the way, um, China is now on the brink of absolute chaos. They are where we were in 2008, except their problem is much worse than it was in 2008 for us. If they don't bail their people out, there's going to be revolutions in China. If they just let it go, they're going to have a real breakdown of their system. It is exactly what we went through in 2008. Do you think that's going to make your life better or worse? Do you think that your products that you go out and buy are going to be more plentiful or less plentiful? When we have to develop yet another booster shot, are we doing it or are we waiting for China to do it? When they say build back better... They are not building anything that is actually helping the stability and the long term future for the United States of America. They are destroying our ability to be independent, energy wise, independent, medically uh, speaking, Uh, all our vaccines and everything else. Ninety nine percent of them are made over in China. Why aren't we investing in that? If we want to invest in building our country, okay, then why are we investing in equity programs? This is a destruction of our country, and it is coming. The Federal Reserve has now even said that the vaccine mandates are hurting employment numbers. Uh, let me give you the CDC Director. Uh, do we have this we have this cut here uh, from the CDC Director? Yeah, cut two, please. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to Get these people vaccinated. There is a plan um, should these people not want to be vaccinated towards education and counseling to get
2: people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated. Stop for
1: just a second. So now if you decide you don't want the vaccine, now the government will force you into counseling, which means you now are a psychiatric patient. There is something psychologically wrong with you. So they will provide psychiatric counseling for your mental health. Ah, gee, I, man, I'm a little uncomfortable, but that's not all. They will also educate you. I like to call it re-education because that's exactly what it is. There is a plan Is there anybody in the media asking to see that plan today? By the way, they also said that the definition of vaccines or fully vaccinated is going to change because there are more booster shots along the way. So if you believe that vaccine mandates are good, they're never going to stop. If you want a vaccine passport, You will constantly be putting into your body exactly what the federal government says you must do. And this is all this is all backed up by Anthony Fauci. Hmm. He seems to be a good guy. We're going to get into him next hour. I'm going to take a one minute break and then I'm going to come back to you and talk to you about your economy and and why the federal government is, no matter what anybody says, the most pushback on anything in the uh, the build back better bill. Is the six hundred or ten thousand dollar spy limit for the IRS, it's important that you and your friends understand why that is happening, because they are strengthening it. They just did in a memo on Friday from the White House. We'll explain next. When your car warranty is out and all of a sudden a repair car uh, comes up, what are the two things that eats your money up? Uh, well, The rental car and actually getting it fixed and the time it takes. Well, there's a story out today. In fact, let me see if I can find it uh, that um, the car parts. There is a shortage that is now hitting auto repair shops, which means it's going to take weeks to fix your car. Weeks to fix your car. So that means you're going to need a rental car, if you can find one, for weeks. Do you have the money to pay for your car, the repair, and a rental car? This is why CarShield is so important. Please don't be on the hook to pay thousands of dollars. Don't be on the hook. If your car goes down, they have you covered with a rental car. CarShield.com slash Save 10% right now. Car Shield dot com slash back deductible may apply 10 seconds station id okay now remember this is for the middle class remember what barack obama said we have a path to build back better for the middle class Now, it's strange because people like the New York Times will say they are going to build back better for the middle class. And at the same time, they will say they have to find some way to pay for this build back better plan, which, by the way, they also say doesn't cost anything. Okay, then they say, uh, don't worry. They uh, are only going to do uh, increased audits on the wealthiest 1%. But to do that apparently they need to double the size of the IRS. Okay. Just take those into consideration here for a second. Biden administration is proposed to require banks to provide the IRS with data on accounts with a total yearly deposit or withdrawal of more than $600. That is to say, every single person in the country. Now, Democrats who are opposed to that figure, the few of them say we should move it up to $10,000. That is every withdrawal or deposit that you make in a year. By the way, the average person pays between ten dollars and $20,000 a year just for rent. So if you are renting... You're going to fall under this IRS scrutiny. Okay. This is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. If we don't start caring about the amendments and the Bill of Rights, we are not going to make it. Do not argue about the money, do not argue about the IRS. Don't argue about anything other than this is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. It is a violation of our privacy. And by the way, the right to privacy has been defined as the right to be left alone. Now, you're never going to be left alone, ever. The government is never going to mind its business because everything you do Every penny you spend will now be charted. Now they say, don't worry, this is not happening for people who, uh, you know, we're not going to count their their salary. Well, of course you're not going to count their salary. You already have a record of that. You already know the W-2, so please don't tell me that, oh, well, we're not counting everything. Yes, you are. You're just now covering the things you can't spy on. Why do they do this? Why? The reason why they are doing this now is because, A, they are going to affect you and your budget. They are going to affect your money. For instance, if you've had any money in your 401k, has it gone up or down since 2008? If you're like most people... You would only have to guess because you haven't been really watching it because generally the news has been good for the stock market. If you have a retirement fund, you have money in the stock market. Let me play what Janet Yellen has just proposed that the Treasury needs to do. Well, um, I think what's under consideration is a proposal that Uh, Senator Wyden and the Senate Finance Committee have been looking at that would um, impose um, a tax on unrealized
0: capital gains Mm. um, on liquid assets held by extremely wealthy individuals, billionaires. Ah, Um, I wouldn't call that a wealth tax, but um, it would help get at uh, capital
1: gains capital gains it would get at capital gains okay and it's going to start with millionaires i just want to remind you that's what they said at the beginning of the irs this is only going to be for millionaires this is not going to affect anybody else once you give them this power it will never be given back so what are they saying well they say that an unrealized capital gains Well, you've had unrealized capital gains. Okay. What an unrealized capital gains is if you have your money in a pension plan and the stock market has gone up, you, even though you haven't pulled it out, even though it's still sitting there, you have to pay the taxes on the increase, even though you haven't pulled the money out. You pay money on the increase that you just made in the stock market. Well, wait a minute. No, I pull that out. When I pull that out, that's when I pay taxes. No. Now, this begs the question, is the government going to pay me when it goes down? Do I get that money back? Of course not. Of course not. All of this is to do one thing, and that is to complete the goal of the plan that its slogan is Build Back Better. Its plan, its goal by 2030 is that you will own nothing and you will like it. This is destroying everyone's wealth, no matter how rich or poor you are. You will own nothing. This is the Glenback Program. <sighs> My Patriot Supply. I mean, what else do I say about this? Honestly, if I have to keep telling you to prepare and you haven't prepared yet with your, you know, just basic things like having having a, a month, four weeks of food. Uh, I, I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I can do mypatriotsupply.com they have a wide variety of products from survival gear to emergency first-aid kits water purifiers gonna be so important long-term storage of food whatever it is the disaster that is coming our way my patriot supply can help lessen the blow to your family please do it now go to mypatriotsupply.com get what you need MyPatriotSupply.com Go there now.
0: Glenn Beck, Stu Gear, Steven Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at BlazeTV.com promo code GLENN.
1: So one of the problems, they say, causing inflation is we have too few truck drivers. Here is the president last week on a town hall meeting that about seven people watched.
0: Well, guess what? A lot of these places, particularly in South Asia, are closing down because of covid. The business is just flat closing. They're- so would, would you consider the National Guard for trucking for because there's a lot of yes. problems with not enough yes. truck drivers right but now? Here's, and th- that's why what we're doing now. Do you have a timetable for them? Well, I have a timetable to, first of all, I want to get the ports up and running and get the railroads and the railheads and the trucks in port ready to move because I've gotten Walmart and others to say, we're going to move stuff off of the port into our warehouses. Which so are, you, which are But are you're actually talking about having National guardsmen and women driving is, trucks? The answer is yes, if we can't move, to increase the number of truckers, which we're in the process of doing.
1: Hmm. So there's a shortage of truck drivers. I didn't know that. Uh, Louis Pugh, he is the uh, executive vice president of the Owner Operator Independent Truckers uh, Truck Drivers Association, and he joins us now. Louis, welcome.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on, Glenn. It's uh, really an honor. I, when I was trucking for the 20-some years I drove truck, I used to listen to your show a lot. So it's, it's very uh, cool <laughs> to be you. on your show. So Thank thanks you. for having us.
1: I appreciate it. All right. So, Louie, I wanted to get you on because of this massive shortage of truck drivers that is causing the <laughs> president to bring out possibly the National Guard.
3: <laughs> well... First of all and foremost, there is no national shortage of truck drivers. That's propaganda that's been being pumped out there since deregulation of our industry back in uh, the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, that's not a fact. That's false. There's a turnover problem in trucking. There's a retention problem in trucking. But there is no driver shortage. There's plenty of trucks out there. We have a broken, inefficient system. and, And... with all these shortages and with COVID and everything, it has finally brought that up to light.
1: Okay, so so, so wait, the, but the, the high turnover uh rate uh and and uh retention, that's because the life of a trucker can really suck. I mean you guys are working all the time and driving all the time, right?
3: Couldn't have said it better myself. It's you know, somebody been in the industry for twenty five twenty two, twenty three years driving and now here Yeah, it does suck, especially for the long-haul guys. Right. They don't get paid well. Their time isn't worth anything to anybody. Like I said, the supply chain and the loading and unloading is so inefficient for these guys. Drivers generally get paid, long-haul drivers especially, get paid piecework, you know, meaning they get mileage pay. So when they're sitting in these long lines that you see at the ports or at the big box stores or warehouses and stuff, wait a minute. They're not getting paid for any of that. Um, you know, our turnover rate in our industry, I think last time I was 94%. Wow. So there's a lot of carriers out there. They have well over a hundred percent turnover rate. There's 400,000 new CDLs issued every single solitary year. And oh they're God. saying within five years, I think we're going to need a million to a million and a half drivers. Well, in about three and a half years, you know, they'll have the amount of drivers they need if that's the case with 400,000 CDOs. So their math doesn't add up.
1: Okay, so they say that um, the, the president has said, we just need to get these trucks to offload these ships so they can get it to warehouses. Um, Louis, I don't know if you know this or not or can verify this, but I've talked to, you know, heads of major corporations. They don't have warehouses anymore. They don't keep things, uh, you know, for the long term like they used to. They have short term warehouses, not long term warehouses.
3: Yes, you're correct, Glenn. I mean, I started trucking in the early 90s. In the early 90s, places, factories, warehouse stuff and all that. Well, since then until now, we've kind of worked ourselves into a just-in-time delivery and just-in-time company. These companies, for whatever reason, I think taxes and a lot of things, they've decided not to keep so much stuff on their shelves and keep stuff in. So when they, you know, they have it set up to where the trucks are kind of your rolling warehouses. They load, they get there, they unload. The stuff goes right on to the assembly line or right, right out on the shelves or whatever so you're i mean we've got now remember when you used to order stuff 20 years ago it was six to eight weeks you got it yeah now we want it day after you know we all join amazon prime or whatever so we can have it tomorrow
1: <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy okay so if the the president says he wants to add more trucks to the ports will that help or hurt
3: It'll just be longer lines of trucks because the problem isn't the trucks. The trucks are there. You see them on TV, you see them stay in line. The problem is the inefficiency of loading the trucks and unloading the trucks, whether it's picking up at the ports. I mean, ports and piers have been terrible about loading and unloading trucks for my entire career and long before me. And them guys in the ports... They, they, the go in there. The truckers, they, they, they get treated like dirt a lot of times. Especially them container guys. I mean, I hated. I went on the East Coast. I ran the East Coast. I hated going to the piers and the ports on the East Coast. But it's not only piers and ports. It's a lot of our big box stores. I mean, I have a friend who delivered a load of produce to one of the big box stores. He was given a penalty because he showed up early. I mean, he did better, got there early, and that box store tried to charge him a $250 fine for showing up early to deliver. Jeez. I mean, that's how crazy this industry has gotten. And, you know, myself and lots of our guys, you know, you sit around four, six, eight. I've sat around in Ohio longer waiting to load a load of steel than what it took me to drive to, say, New York City, a 10-hour drive. And you get paid nothing for that. So you wonder why people are leaving the the industry. There's part of it. I mean, if... Trucking salaries have kept up with inflation since the '70s. Truckers would be making six figures. There's very few truckers out there making six figures.
1: Okay, so, so Louis, what is the what is the solution here?
3: Well, (laughs) my personal opinion, which is a lot bigger solution, is we need to make things in America. American-made stuff isn't sitting on boats out there in the ocean. I think we should have learned that through all of this. We need to start bringing stuff home. That's the big solution, in my personal opinion. I agree. As far as as trucking, you know, I mean, and as far as what's going on now, they need to start loading the trucks and unloading the trucks. I mean, let's think about this, too. If you're unloading and loading these trucks in a timely fashion like you should be, them would make them trucks more efficient. So that would even lessen the amount of trucks we need because the trucks we already have would be way more efficient. They wouldn't be sitting there in lines for hours. They would be hauling freight like they want to do and are designed to do.
1: And what has to happen to increase efficiency at the port to be able to get this stuff moving?
3: Well, there's too many, pla- the port especially. And, I mean, like I said, this isn't just a port problem. This is warehouse. Ah, this is a lot of industry. Right but in tri- you know but, but the port thing i mean there's so many people you've got the ship lines you've got the port people you have freight forwarders i mean the drivers hardly even ever directly speak you know to the you know as far as Talking to the person that owns the freight, that doesn't have at all. There's all these other people in the middle. And, and you know, I, I assume, because we all know there's kind of a, a shortage in workers everywhere, it seems like. So I'm sure the port has some staffing problems, you know. Maybe that's what the National Guard ought to do. Maybe they should come in and help load and unload trucks at the ports. You, you know, I, I'm not there at the port to tell you, but usually, when I used to go to the ports, You'd just sit around forever. You would check in, and some guy would say he'd be there to get you in a little bit. And three or four hours later, they would show up and you know load whatever. You know I pulled a flatbed, so whatever kind of equipment or crates or whatever I was loading on my trailer, and then you'd have to go around to this guy and have him check it, and then this guy to sign your paperwork. It's just a long, drawn-out process.
1: There is a shortage of safe parking. Or a shortage of parking? Is that true?
3: That is completely correct. There's a huge, I mean, if you take, anybody takes a road trip across this country, go at night, look at the truck spot up. Yeah, there's not, you know, trucks can't just park anywhere. They have to have parking, and there's a huge parking shortage. In fact, there was just a survey done by Atri, um... Which I, I can't think of the what the acronym is, but they're kind of a, they're researching the transportation, and they just did a thing, just got the results this morning. That's the number one concern with truck drivers, tied with driver compensation and this truck parking. And the sad thing is, these big carriers and the carriers in their top ten list of concerns, truck parking doesn't even make it. That's not even on the list.
1: So truck parking you know, because, is for is for when you guys rest?
3: Yeah, when you sleep. Because, you know, um, you're governed as a truck driver by hours of service. You have to take a 10-hour break every day. So, yeah, guys need to take their 10-hour break, and they need a safe place to do it. I mean, especially out on the East Coast, you get out around... You know, anywhere on the East Coast and up into New England, there's hardly any place to park trucks safely, you know. And truck stops are few and far between, and our guys are governed to park, you know, for 10 hours to take the break. But there's nowhere to park.
1: Don't people and, like and Walmart if, or places like that, can you use their parking lots?
3: No, not generally, you cannot. We have... Uh, there's a few that'll let you, but no, mostly if you park in a Walmart or even if you're there delivering, they'll make you leave. Which is a shame because they have a lot of real estate and a lot of places where guys could park back in the back. Yeah, I mean you we would have think. we have guys get called in here. They boot their tire. They come out and put a boot on them. So then they have to pay three or four hundred dollars to get the boot removed, or they just come in there with a tow. They find them. It, there's just all kinds of things. I mean, I received a, fine, a ticket, and it's been a long time ago, for $65 in Massachusetts on the Mass Pike because I parked on the car side in the service plaza at about 2 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody in there, of course. I pulled in on the car side to take a, na- a little nap before I went on into Boston, and I was woke up about an hour later by the Mass Highway Patrol and given a $65 parking ticket and told to get on down the road.
1: Jeez. Louis, God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh this is uh Louis Pugh um, from uh the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association uh answering the question if there is a trucker's shortage. There is not a trucking shortage. Our truck drivers are on the road doing what they always do, and that is keeping America moving. Thank you so much, Louis. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks, man. It's been my pleasure.
1: Thank you, sir. I love that guy. Uh, all right. <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about Legacy Box. I, I have so many pictures and so many things that I want to um, send to Legacy Box. I have the Legacy Box. I haven't sent it in, the latest batch at least. I haven't sent in because we've been under construction in our house. By the way, it'll be done in two weeks. And um, uh, so I have all of these boxes sitting at the end of my hallway that are full of pictures that I have to go through and send a legacy box. If you are like me and you have an intent to do it, you get the legacy box right now because it's 40 percent off. You can you, do, you don't have to send it in right away. You just get the legacy box and it'll be 40 percent off when you go to legacybox.com dot com slash back. Start. um Start preserving your family history. Look to the future now. Everything that you have, photos, videos, anything that is, especially formats I don't even recognize right now, they will put it all digitally in any kind of thing you want. You can have it on a DVD. You can have it on a CD-ROM. You can put it on uh, uh, you know, the cloud, whatever you want. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Take advantage right now. 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, we are facing all kinds of issues and we are not being encouraged to debate or even report the facts. In fact, we are under a great deal of pressure to not report facts, not to debate. You will fall in line or you will be destroyed. And it is becoming more and more apparent that it is the government using public-private partnerships like social media, now the banks, to do that entirely. To destroy those who step out of line. I, as a, as a broadcaster, I wonder what happened to the days when presidents actually felt that... Um, they felt respect for the American people. 1961, here's JFK speaking to the newspapers.
0: Precedent nature of this challenge that also gives rise to your second obligation, an obligation which I share, and that is our obligation to inform and alert the American people, to make certain that they possess all the facts that they need and understand them as well. The perils, the prospects, the purposes of our program And the response and dedication of our citizens, whenever they are fully informed.
1: This is the problem. <clears throat> they no longer have complete faith in the American citizen. And the reason why the American citizen can't be counted on is because they're, they're not being given the full picture. There isn't pushback. Uh, You know, people saying, no, that's not what it means. Yes, it is. The debate, which is required in a republic, is gone. And there is one side that is trying to squash all debate. A republic cannot survive without debate. And a republic cannot survive without an informed populace. Stay here. We will do our best to uphold that promise.